chapter number 58, and um, we're just going to de- declare a few things today, and uh, just kind of just lay out and finish up the year, and um, just kind of tell you what's coming. We have had a month of uh, fun and feasting, uh, but it's time to go into a time of prayer and fasting, and um, we're just believing the Lord uh, that during this time that he will speak something fresh and new and encouraging and life-changing and that the Holy Spirit really does a, a work in, in our heart, in our church, and um, just in our nation. Can I get an amen? Amen. We need a move of God uh, in this country. We, we're, we're, we're not in a good place. America is not... Uh, in in a good place in a uh, in the place that we need to be, and uh, the, the the Bible declares in Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people, who are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. But there's a key phrase here. And turn from their wicked ways. There's a lot of folks praying. There's a lot of people asking God for His blessings. There's a lot of people, uh, you know, wanting God to do good things and America to turn around and, you know, they're wanting all... But not a whole lot of people are wanting to turn from their wicked ways. I like what I'm doing. I like how I'm living. I like the fun I'm having. Uh, but, Lord, I want you to bless it. I'm telling you, God will not bless your mess. Amen? And so we, we, there, there's got to be some turning. And so uh, the, the way, what, what that comes out of is, is a heart of repentance. It's when we search our heart. David said, search me, O God, and know my heart and see if there be any wicked way in me. I can tell you, all of us have the potential. Anybody have the potential for wickedness? Huh? I've got the potential. I know how to get on the naughty list. Huh? We we know we know how. Uh, it, it, it's it's how do I not? How how do I walk in righteousness? How do I keep my mind right? How do I think right? How do I speak right? How do I live right? How do I uh, overcome these things? Uh, that, that is so prevalent in the world, and, and and how do I get the blessings of God on my life? And so that's what we desire. So he said, if we turn from our wicked ways, then he would hear from heaven and forgive our sin. Did you know God's way more important and interested in, in you and forgiving you and you have an eternal life? That's why Jesus came. That's why we. That's why we have Christmas. It's because God sent His Son into the world. Why? That the world wouldn't be condemned, but that we would have eternal life. He gave His only Son. Jesus loves you. God is not mad at you. God doesn't hate you. God's not out to get you. Amen. God loves you. And He's preparing a place in heaven for you. But He wants you to live in blessings here on earth. And so... (coughs) Excuse me. So, as we begin to, you know, it, it, it's, it's just amazing to me, me, I'm not speaking for anybody else but me, 
how we every January uh, we start out doing so good. I can start out doing so good in every area and end up so bad. And I'm, I'm just I'm just speaking for me. Yeah, we start out, man, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to read more, I'm going to give more, I'm going to do this more, and I'm going to do this less. And, you know, Paul said, the things that I would do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I do. There's this constant battle. And so, you know, we start out and we're going to do this, and we're going to go to the gym, and uh, pastors always, listen, he's been after me to go, I've just been saying no. It's been a really busy time, I've been preparing for this surgery, and, uh, you know, listen... It's not in the notes. Because I don't have any notes today. But if I did, it wouldn't be in the notes. Uh, I, I so appreciate last surgery, all of the food and the desserts and all that you brought. But I'm asking you this time, please do not do that. 20 pounds later, I cannot afford that again. We're going to January time and preparing fasting because of my surgery. I can't do a total fast. But I'm not going to be doing sugars and sweets and desserts and soft drinks and all that. I can't do that. But I've got to eat something so I can take my, my medicine. And Lord, I need medicine. About two weeks is a pretty bad pain. But uh, I'm going to do what I can. So, so don't Listen, I enjoyed those desserts and all that food you brought. It was a blessing. Uh, but you know what? They're, 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 we're coming to the time now uh, where we're starting the year. This is a first fruits. You know, in the Bible, they gave a first fruit offering. The first of the fruit, the first of the cattle, the first belong to the Lord. And we give this first week of January to the Lord as an offering. And we deny ourselves. We deny our flesh. And we say, Lord, it's, you know, and we say this all the time every year. But fasting, what does it mean to fast? It means to do without, to, to not eat. Uh, so whatever you fast from, whatever you decide to cut out, whatever you decide, it, you're doing it as unto the Lord. But fasting does not impress God. Fasting doesn't do anything necessary for the Lord. Fasting does something for you. Fasting, it, it gets you in a place, it humbles you, to, it makes you more God conscious. We get so caught up in the world and so caught up in everything that we're doing, caught up in our busy lives, that sometimes we cannot hear the voice of God. We, uh, we, we, we got to spend a few days with our, with our kids up in the mountains and uh, it's for our first family trip with our two children and their spouses. And uh, there was no television, there was no anything. And, and so we got to spend quality time every night playing games and uh, watching them talk. And they had a cookie-baking contest. And um, it was just, it was fun. We, we, we slowed down. They're both so busy. They, uh, Haley and Matt live up in the Dallas area. And uh, Jacob lives here in Morgan. Uh, but but they, they both work. They're so busy. We don't get to see them a lot. And when we do, they just run in. It's high. We got to slow down life. And we got to spend some quality time. And it was amazing. You know what? That's what this, what I want the first week of January to be for me and the Lord. For you and the Lord. Slow your life down. Stop some things that we normally do and focus our relationship on God. And so I want to read to you out of Isaiah uh, the fast, and, and we've used this lots of times, uh, that he said there's, there, there's one way not to do it. And there's one way to do it. There's a way that's going to get you nothing. And there's a way that's going to be beneficial. If you're going to do something, how many wants to get the full benefit from it? Amen? Amen. So I'm going to try uh, today to just 
uh, keep speaking like this. Just <laughs> I'd love because y'all know I want I want to get to preaching hard, but if I do, I'm afraid I'll start coughing. So let's just talk a little bit and uh, let's read. Uh, so uh, we're talking about uh, prayer and fasting. So this is uh, Isaiah chapter fifty-eight. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, uh, the NLT. So if it reads a little different than your Bible, that is why. Shout with the voice of a trumpet blast. Shout aloud. Don't be timid. Tell my people Israel of their sins. You know, it is time in our culture... uh, we're, we're, We're living in a time right now when people want to shout out their sin, but they want the people who preach about sin or against sin to be quiet. We're living in a time right now when sin is more celebrated than ever before. We're living in the time the Bible says they call right wrong and wrong right. And the enemy is trying to silence our voice. But God declared to Isaiah, do not be timid. Lift your voice and shout it out aloud and tell the people of their sins. They come, they they act so pious or godly. Now, I I want us, as we go into this time of prayer and fasting, I, I want us to really ask ourselves, Am I godly or do I just act godly? Do I just act on Sunday or do I live it on Monday? He said they act so godly, so pious. They come to the temple every day and they seem delighted to learn all about me. They act like a righteous nation. That would never abandon the law of its God. They ask me to take action on their behalf. Pretending they want me to be near. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? We've been very hard on ourselves. And you don't even notice it. We are not trying to manipulate God. Fasting, denying ourselves, praying, reading your Bible, paying your tithes, all of that, if you're trying to use that to con God into doing something for you, you've got the whole, you got it all wrong. What we do, we do out of relationship. What we do for God, we do out because we love Him. Not because we're trying to get something from Him. He said, you you, you come to church, you act all pious, you act like you want to learn, you act like, you act like. See, but the Bible says God doesn't look on the outward appearance, God looks on the heart. So we can act, and everyone else can be fooled by our actions, but God knows us. And God knows our intentions. So when we go into this time of prayer and fasting, I'm not trying to manipulate God. This is not a, God, if I do this, you'll do this. He said, you you say you fasted. 
And then you say, I, I, I've, 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 I've suffered, I've, I've, I've done all this for you, and you haven't even taken notice. Why? I'll tell you why I responded. It's because you are fasting to please yourself. We're not fasting to make ourselves feel good. Listen, this is not a diet plan. This is not the yearly TLH diet plan. This is not how to drop five pounds in a week. This is about truly putting ourselves in, in right relationship with God, about turning down the volume of life, about slowing down the things that, that we take pleasure in. Uh, it's, it's about saying, Lord, I desire you more than I desire this other stuff. And I want to know your will. For my life in 2022. I want to know your will for my spouse. For my children. I need your will upon my business and my finances. I need your your purpose and plan. I need your touch of healing in my body. Lord, it's about connecting with God and getting a hold of God. Because we do not know what 2022 holds. Things are not looking good in the world. Jesus is coming. And we need to be ready. Are you ready today to stand before God? I trust we are. But you know what? (laughs) There are a lot of things that when we first get there, I'd be going, Oh Lord, I'm sorry about that. Huh? Lord, I sure wish I'd have done that better. I sure wish I'd have acted better. I sure wish I'd have treated them better. I sure wish I'd have said I'm sorry. I sure wish I'd have forgave that one. You know what? This is is about getting things right. The Lord said the wrong way is to be pious, act like you're godly, but your heart's not in it. He said you're fasting to please yourself. You're fasting to make yourself feel good. That's not what this is about. This is not about getting on Facebook and saying we're fasting. This is between, this is our corporate fast between us and God. We don't advertise it. We don't go out and tell everybody. We, we just, it's between you and the Lord what you do. I don't even ask anymore what, I mean, sometimes I'll say, you know, did you fast, who fasted a day or two days or three days or whatever, uh, one meal or two meals. You got to do whatever the Lord impresses on your heart. But I just like to know what we've corporately done. But it's not about, oh, you did this and you did this and that. Now, I want to make sure that everybody's done something. Because listen, if we corporately fast together and corporately sacrifice, I believe when the blessings come, we'll corporately receive it. And so, he said, even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? I'm going to tell you something. It's not going to do you a bit of good to fast breakfast or lunch or dinner or fast a whole day if the whole time you're fussing and fighting and yelling at your kids and being ugly and rude. And 
I'm going to tell you something. It would be much, much better for you to eat a cookie and be nice. I'm just saying. He said, it's not doing you any good. He said, you humble yourselves by going through the motion of penance, bowing your heads like reeds in the wind. You dress in burlap, cover yourself in ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do you really think this will please the Lord? He said, you come to church, you act pious, you fast. But when you fast, you're still mean, you're rude, you're ugly, you're fighting and quarreling, you're being tough and hard and unfair on your workers. And then you ask me why I'm not answering your prayers. He said, that's not the kind of fast I'm looking for. So if that's not the kind, what kind is he looking for? No. This is not the kind of fasting I want. Thank you very much. It it makes a big difference when you leave a word out. Let's let's jump back up to verse 5. Very end. Do you really think this will please the Lord? No. This is the kind of fasting I want. Free those... Who are wrongly imprisoned. Now. I'm going to take each verse. And we're just going to talk about it just for a moment. Now. First of all. You and I. Right today. Don't have the freedom. Or we don't have the authority. To actually free somebody from prison. That's been wrongly accused. We know there's people there and there are people who work on that, but that's not us. But let me ask you this. How many have you wrongly imprisoned in your life? How many people are you mad at? How many people have you isolated? How many people have you cut off? How many people have you imprisoned in a prison of unforgiveness or bitterness or whatever reason for an unjust cause? Who are you mad at? Who are you holding a grudge against? Can I tell you today? It's time to let them out of prison. It's time to let them go. It's time to free them from your curse. It's time to let them free out of your bondage of anger. Maybe it's a family member. It could be a family member. It could be a child or a spouse or it could be a co-worker or somebody that you've imprisoned in, in, in your little world and said, I'm keeping you here in this box. I'm going to remember what you did to me. You know what? It's time to let them go. It's time to forgive them. To lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let's look at your neighbor and say, lighten up. Lighten up. Lighten up on your husband. Lighten up on your wife. Lighten up on your kids. Stop being such a taskmaster. Lighten up on your your workers. If you're a boss and you have people that work for you, come on, lighten up a little bit. 
Stop riding them so hard. Stop being unfair. Stop being... Now, do, do we got to work? Do, do, do we got... People got to do the work? Absolutely. But there, there, was, there, there, there is a difference in being a good boss and in being a taskmaster. Pastor Marcello used to tell me he, had a, he worked for a guy, and uh, not the main boss, but one of his boss. Uh, his, his theory was, y'all do 80% of the work and I get the credit. That's not very good. But there's, there are a lot of people like that. I'm going to make you do all the work, but I'm going to take the credit for it. I'm going to act like I work. I'm going to push those below me, but I, I don't want to do anything myself. God's not pleased with that. If you're a boss, be a good boss. Be fair. Give raises when they're deserved. Be kind. Let the oppressed go free. Who are you oppressing? Who are you oppressing today? Who are you trying to keep down? You know, I'm going to tell you something. Let me, talk to you, let me talk to you husbands just a little bit. A lot of husbands not here. I'm talking to you husbands out there. Your goal should be to help your wife be successful. Not to hold her back. My prayer is that my wife will work harder and make more money than me. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. <laughs> She does work harder. Uh, but our, our goal as husbands, our goal as fathers should to be help promote people. To help, help people to be successful. As a pastor, I want to help you. I want to push you to be successful. I want to pray for your success. I get no pleasure in watching people oppress people. Amen. To make themselves feel bigger. I don't want you to pass me. I don't want you to b- promote above me. I don't want you to make more money than me because that will make me feel bad. Come on. I want to push people to promotion and to success. It's your job. As a husband, as a father, to push and help to promote success and not to oppress as a, 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 a laborer, I mean, as a worker, as a boss. You need to give honor and give promotions and raises to people who deserve it. And if you are a worker, I'm telling you, the boss is watching. There are fair bosses out there. And they're looking for people who are trustworthy. They're looking for people who work when they're not there. They're looking for people that show up early and stay late. You wonder, why am I not being promoted? You're showing up late, you're leaving early, and you're stealing the toilet paper. Y'all know how many rolls of toilet paper disappear from around here all the time? They'll stock the bathrooms. We'll have a special event and go back and they'll all be gone. I mean, look, if you need toilet paper, come ask me. I'll give you toilet paper. Don't steal Jesus' toilet paper. 
He's not happy. <laughs> but the boss is watching. But if the boss is not watching, the Bible declares promotion comes from the Lord. And if you don't deserve it, God's not going to allow you to get it. Because listen, God wants you to be faithful and to work. Amen. God does not promote laziness. The government does. God doesn't. They might give you something free. It's not free. Somebody's paying for it. I just read a, I read a quote this week from a Russian communist. It said, America will not swallow communism. But if we'll give them a bite of socialism a little at a time, they'll wake up to communism. That's where we're at. When somebody wants to just give you something free and you don't work, the Bible declares you don't work, you don't eat. And God is going, wants to promote us. But listen, we're not going to just sit back and just say, Lord, I'm gonna, I want to do nothing and I want you to do it all for me. That's not how it works in the spirit and it's not how it works in the natural. <coughs> that wasn't in my notes either. Let's get back to the Bible and get off that. Uh, so, he said, lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. What, what, what chains are you keeping on people? And we can do that through unforgiveness, through, 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 through bitterness, uh, through, through keeping people at a distance. Maybe somebody's done you wrong. And uh, here's, the, here's the deal. The Bible says you've got to love everybody. You ever read that? Have you ever read the scripture that says you have to like everybody? No. I don't have to be best friends with everybody. I don't have to hang out with everybody all the time. But you know what? I do have to have a compassion and a love for God for them. Even though maybe I don't agree with what they do. And maybe I don't like their actions. And maybe I don't like what they're doing. But you know what? I still can't have a hatred. I don't care who they are. Whether it's political. Whether it's gender. Whether it's age. Whether it's finances. Whether it's color. whatever. We, there's no room in our heart for, for, for grudges. For judgment. For prejudice. Uh, for hate. Amen. We got to love everybody. So we need to let people go. We need to take the chains that bind them and we need to do that. He said, share your food with the hungry. You know, I always try. Uh, during this time of prayer and fasting. Now, <laughs> the Lord has never spoke this to me. I, I don't know how I would do it. I know how to do it. If the Lord told me to do it, the Lord would provide. The Lord always does. But during this time in January of prayer and fasting, my mom and dad, nobody ever knew this, but they gave away 90% and only kept 10%. Where normally throughout the years they paid their tithe of 10% and kept 90 During January, prayer and fasting... 
daddy would give away. They would give 90% of their income and only live on 10%. But you know what? It was why for the rest of the year they always had money when we didn't. And how the Lord always blessed them abundantly. And I would see daddy giving everywhere he went and giving to the homeless and giving to the poor and giving to everywhere. I mean, he's, the Bible says, share your bread with the hungry. This is the time uh, when you're humble yourself and you're praying. We went through a time of just buying and giving gifts and all of that. And, and now as, as we focus on the Lord, I mean, we understand that the Lord had, has a heart for, for the poor. He said, the poor you have with you always. And to, to, to honor those. And so I encourage you during this time. Uh, this, this is not the time. This is not the week. When you see somebody on the corner with a sign that says, we'll work for food or hungry. This is the time to go ahead and just give them $5. Give them whatever. This is not the time to look at them and go, get a job. You're not going to be blessed like that. See, here's the deal. I, I never say that you got to help every single person. We, we wouldn't have any left. If every person with a sign that I saw, I gave them, I wouldn't have any left to feed my own family. But I'm always led by the Holy Ghost. For a while, and I haven't done it, and I need to, I would take like a $50 bill or a $100 bill, and I would have it broken down in all fives. It was an alms offering. And I had it in my truck. And when I would, not all the time, but when I would see some of those people and the Spirit would prompt me, I would just reach in and grab one of those. That was an alms. It was for the poor. That's what it was for. I couldn't spend it on anything else. I had to give it away. And when I saw those people, instead of judging them, I would just give it and keep going. Haven't done that in a while. I, I need to. You know why? Because the Bible says, He that giveth to the poor lendeth to God. Do y'all think God pays his debts? Oh, yeah. You, when you give to the poor, you're lending to God, and God will honor you. And he said it right here. When you fast, give, you, give bread to the poor. So I encourage you, bless somebody. Uh, I was so honored and blessed uh, by our youth group this year. They chose, instead of having a Christmas party and exchanging gifts, to bring in socks and scarves and things like that, and they gave it to Church Under the Bridge for the homeless. See, that was a blessing. That's how you get the blessings of the Lord on the youth group. When you teach them to give to those who are less fortunate. So, he said, um, Share your bread and food with the hungry, and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who are in need. Someone texted me this week and said, Hey, I've got a, 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 a box. I've got a pile of clothes and some warm blankets. Uh, could, could, do you know somebody? I said, Absolutely. Bring them in. We'll get them to the homeless. And uh, so, you know, there, there's people who want to, they want to do something. He said, Give shelter. Give, give, give clothes to those who are in need. Now, y'all not going to like this next scripture, but I'm going to preach it to you anyway. How many, how many knows that there's uh, some scriptures in the Bible you don't like? Will you get me a Kleenex, please? Does everybody like every scripture in the Bible? No. Some of them, thank you very much. Some of them uh, convict me. We don't like that, do we? Some of them make me feel bad. Like that, do we? We like to feel good. Hold on.
back on. There we go. Anybody have any relatives you don't like? I didn't say you had to say. Verse number 7. Am I back on? Oh, there we go. There we go. Okay. I asked the question while I was off those of you online. Do do you have any relatives you don't like? Don't raise. Put your hand down. Listen to this. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Let me read that again. Because I know Aunt Susie, Uncle Bob called and you didn't answer the phone because I'm tired of helping them. They're always in need. And do not hide from relatives who need your help. Listen, every one of us have been the relative that was in need. And I know sometimes people are always in need and they burn their bridges and they do everything. But you know what? you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Do not turn your back on your own flesh. I've got relatives that don't act right. I've got relatives that don't serve the Lord. I've got relatives that, that do all kind of crazy things. And you know what? Guess what? I still love them. I still pray for them. And they're still mine. I'm not going to abandon them. I'm not going to turn my back on them. If I see them in Walmart, I'm not going to act like I don't know them. They're my relatives. They're my crazy family. And I'm going to love them. Can I get an amen? And so let's not, let's not turn our back. Uh, he said, listen, the, the, fa- the fast that I'm looking for is not the one where you act godly and act righteous and put sackcloth and, and tell everybody, oh, I'm fasting. I'm so hungry. How long have you been fasting? About an hour, but I'm going to die. What did you fast? Breakfast? What time did you get up? 1130? What did you fast? I fasted cabbage. Do you eat cabbage? No. Hate cabbage. That don't count. Here's what I always say about fasting. If it doesn't mean something to you, it doesn't mean anything to God. When I leave all those Dr. Peppers in the fridge and don't touch them, God's going to be like, oh, he's doing something. When I, when I just order water instead of sweet tea, huh? when I don't get any dessert, the Lord will be like, oh, he's, he's, he's serious. Because I like my dessert, I like my sugar. But there's a time that we go, you know what, Lord? I want you more. I love you more. I desire you more. I'm going to say no to that. Whether you fast 
one meal, whether you fast a day, whether you give up social media. That, that just made somebody's head hurt right there. What? Put my phone down? You're so addicted to your phone and to social media. But you know what? You need to lay it down. You need to pick up the Word of God. You need to pray. You need to forgive somebody. You need to bless the poor. You need to give a little bit of your bread to someone that's less fortunate. You need to think of somebody beside yourself. You need to be kind. You need to try to break some habits and addictions in your life. Say no to your flesh. That's what got Adam and Eve in trouble. Because when the devil tempted them on something God clearly said don't do, the devil came along and said, Oh, are you sure? It's okay. Go ahead. And Eve saw it. It looked good. She smelled it. It smelled good. She tasted it. It tasted good. But it became sin. And it became death. And the exact same thing gets us today. The pride of life, the pride of the, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eye. Those three things still get us today. And so, it, it's when we begin to deny our flesh. He said, uh, then, everybody say then. Your salvation shall come like the dawn. And your wounds will quickly heal. I'm, 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 I'm claiming that scripture right there. My wounds are going to quickly heal. I'm going to be up and going and walking quicker. I'm, this, I'm declaring the right foot's going to be better than the left foot. I'm going to... I didn't... See, I, hadn't, I didn't know that... Uh, I told Pastor Marcella, I said, Hey, I guess I can go back to the gym and get on the treadmill. Because I, I haven't ran on this foot. I didn't know how it would do. And uh, I wasn't really planning on running then. But I was out in the middle of the road and a big truck was coming. And next thing I know, I was running. And I'm like, hey, my foot don't hurt. <laughs> I guess I can run. Sometimes you need something to kind of prompt you a little bit. But I'm declaring that my healing comes quickly. But he said, he said you, you've done all these things. You acted godly. You, you, you fasted and you, you, you made a big deal before people, but it wasn't from your heart. You were still mean and rude and unforgiving and oppressive. And then you asked me why I didn't take notice. He said that didn't impress me. He said, you know what kind of fast I want? The kind where while you're humbling yourself, while you're fasting, you love people, you set people free from the prisons you've put them in, you forgive them, you, you, you break their chains, you feed the hungry, you give people shelter, you, you, you offer mercy. And he said, then you do these things, your salvation will come like the dawn, your wounds will heal quickly, your godliness will lead you forward. Anybody want to be led forward? Your godliness will lead you forward. Wickedness takes you backwards. Righteousness, the Bible says, exalts a nation, but wickedness takes it down. And so, and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Come on now. 
The glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Why is that important? Because the devil is trying to sneak up on you from behind. He's trying to get you behind. He's trying to kick you behind. But can I tell you, the glory of the Lord is watching over your behind. Everything behind you. What's behind you? Your past, your sins, your failures, your habits, your addictions, all those things from behind that the devil is trying to bring up and get you again to get you to fall back into. I'm telling you, when you'll do what's right before God, the glory of the Lord is watching from behind and He's not going to let the devil sneak up on you. He's not going to let the devil bring all that junk from the past back to get you in your future. He's protecting you. Then, when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. Woo, I want the Lord to say that. I want to call on the Lord. I want to pray. Have you ever prayed and felt the Lord said, no, I'm not here? Maybe he didn't say that, but that's how it felt. He said, you pray, you call on me, and I'll say, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your fingers and spreading vicious rumors. Do I need to read that one again? Let me read it again. On Facebook, stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. In church... Stop pointing your fingers, spreading vicious rumors. On Twitter, email, on the telephone, at Walmart, stop pointing your fingers and spreading vicious rumors. Verse nine and a half. Stop talking about your pastor. Oh no, hold on, that's not in there. I'm sorry. I just added that one. Nobody does that. Back to verse 10. Feed the hungry. I wonder why, I wonder why the Lord cares so much about people. About the hungry and the poor. He does. And if we have His heart, we will too. And help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out of the darkness. And the darkness around you will be bright as the noon. Do you want to come out of your dark situation? Do you want to come out of your oppression? Out of your depression? Out of what's going on? I'm going to tell you something. You start helping others around you. You start feeding the hungry and blessing the poor. You stop. You, you, you start truly being righteous, not just acting righteous. You start loving God and loving people and your darkness will be turned to light. Just how it works. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you're dry, restoring your strength. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. How many has kind of felt dry in 2021? Yeah, a lot of us. You know what? Let's get back to blessing, being a blessing 
And he said, our water will spring up like a well. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. That could be your homes, your families, your relationships. You're going to rebuild those things. Then you'll be known as the rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Oh, don't you want to be known as that? Come on, let's stop being known as the the terror down of walls and the breaker up of homes. Let's be known as the rebuilder of walls and the restorer of homes. Now, this last part, <coughs> another one of those that I don't know why, but this is one of the commandments that we think we can break. It's just not as important as the others. But if it wasn't as important, God wouldn't have put it there. How many has ever read the commandment that we're supposed to keep the Sabbath day? Honor the Sabbath and keep it holy. God, God, God considers a day of rest. God worked six days on the seventh day He rested. We're going to fast six days. Monday, January the 3rd through Saturday, January the 8th. And then we're going to rest and eat on Sunday. Um, so we're going to follow that same pattern. But I'll talk to you for just a moment about a Sabbath, about honoring the Sabbath, uh, honoring God's day, about honoring God's house, honoring God's people, taking a day for yourself to rest. And um, he put that in this chapter about prayer and fasting. And he said, this is what I want. And then he said, in verse 13, keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath. And speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day. And don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with inheritance. I promise to your ancestors, Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. (laughs) That kind of sounds serious, doesn't it? The Lord gives us a command and then says, I've spoken. What did he speak of? What did he say? Well, he told us about fasting, what kind he wanted, what kind he didn't want, what gets his attention, what doesn't get his attention. And then he said, honor the Sabbath day. I want to encourage you this next year. It's not just about coming to church. In in our day and age, and even Jesus, when he came along, and they were getting so mad because they were picking stuff and eating on the Sabbath. <gasps> He said, wait a minute, guys. The, the Sabbath wasn't made for man. Or man wasn't made for the Sabbath. But Sabbath was made for man. Uh, we're not under the law anymore. We're under grace. But there's still a principle of honoring a time of rest. Honoring God. Honoring God's house. Honoring a time of, uh, of God's word and, and God's family. And uh, it's important. And the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner 
of some is, and even more as that day approaches. So we're seeing uh, it's nationwide uh, church attendance at an all-time low. And they're blaming COVID and all kind of things. But I'm telling you, it's not COVID because people are going everywhere else except church. And so, don't blame it on that. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. You need a Sabbath. Some of you, uh, you're going to have to work on Sunday. Your boss is going to be your schedule. You're going to have to work. Uh, But you're going to have another day off. Uh, Take that day, take that time, and give some of it to the Lord. Honor Him. On those of you that are off on a Sunday, get to God's house. Honor God. Honor Him first. Put Him first. And you, listen, our bodies were made to rest. They can't go seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You've got to have rest. And so, uh, when you honor the Sabbath, it's as much for you as it is for God. You see, God said, I, He said, I don't, you to, I don't want you to do all these things. And then the man came along and messed it all up and said, you can't do this, you can't do that. Can't. And God came along and said, that's not what it's about. It, it, it's about honoring me, and it's about you resting. So I encourage you this next year, listen, yeah, we're going to work hard, but I encourage you to get more rest. Enjoy your family more. Connect, reconnect with your relatives more. Love your family more. Love your church family more. Get involved. Find a hobby. Do, do something fun for a change. Don't work all the time. When you do work, give it all you got. When you're at work, give the boss what he deserves. And God will promote you and bless you for that. If you're the boss... Be fair and just. As we go into this time of prayer and fasting, now, I'm going to share my, uh, the theme of 2022, but I'm not going to preach the message until the 16th. Uh, and so that'll be my, my Sunday back. Uh, and hopefully I can be here. We'll just see how, how it goes. But um, I, uh, I, I told him a few weeks ago, it's, it's been a month ago, I said, man, by, by now, I usually have a word from the Lord. I know where we're going and what, but I have nothing. All I had was adopt a Jew in 22. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> you know, Jesus was a Jew, and I was just thinking about being a But then I thought, well, no, I'm adopted by him. So uh, I, I had nothing. And uh, I uh, was, was leaving, and I was sitting down here at the red light. Uh, and every, I've been for the last year or so, every time I go to the red light, I sit there, usually through a red light, through a green light, people's honking at me, because I'm looking at 7-Eleven, dreaming about all those slushies and those big gulps and all that, that you know, and now that taco stand you're going to have in there, and uh, probably won't buy gas there, because they're usually too high, but uh, we'll see, when they first open sometime, they have it cheaper. But uh, I was just, you know, so I was looking at that, and I was, uh, and I'd been praying, and I'd been saying, Lord, I, you know, give me something for this year. I, I, you know, what, what, where do you want us to go? What, what do you want to do? And I was sitting there looking at 7-Eleven, and uh, I just looked, glanced up at the sky, and I was sitting there, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit just spoke so clear, so loud in my spirit, and in a, in a moment, and I preached this message not too long ago, this story, in just a moment, 
the whole story of David and Ziglag and all of that came to my mind. And the scripture that came to my heart was 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse number 8. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I pursue? And the Lord replied, You'll surely pursue, and you shall recover all. And the Lord just spoke to my heart in an instant, the year of recovery. And so, uh, and and then, all the way around the loop, the Lord just began to download and just flood in so many things uh, that about recovery and all that we've been through. And uh, there's only two options. Y'all know the two options, don't you? It's either recover or die. I choose to recover. It's not time to die. It's It's not time to lay down and quit. It's not time to give up. So we're going to declare 2022. I know Pastor Marcelo next Sunday will be declaring uh, some of that word and Pastor Elias and, and they can just do whatever. But on the 16th, I'll be preaching that message and declaring that and laying out our year. And uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. So 2022, the year of recovery. Amen. But we're going to uh, go into January and we're going to get our heart right with God. We're going to get right with people. We're going to Say, I'm sorry. We're going to let people out of their prisons. We're going to forgive and we're going to get things right. So uh, we're going to go, we're going to start our fast on uh, Monday, January the 3rd. Uh, Pastor Marcelo will be preaching on that Sunday and he can lay out anything more. Uh, We will start, we'll fast from Monday through Saturday. You can fast one meal, two meal, three meals. You can fast a day, two days. You, You do whatever the Lord puts on your heart. I encourage you to do something. Give up some sweets. Stop Lay down something and, and, and quit and give up. Uh, it also says that he said, in, 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 while you fasted, you took pleasure. You know, stop doing all the things that you love to do and it's so fun. Turn the TV off a little bit. Put your phone down a little bit and spend a little more time with the Lord. Okay? Then we're going to have prayer meeting here at the church Saturday night. Uh, every Saturday night in January except the first one. Okay? So it'll be January the 15th, the 8th, 15th, 22nd, and 29th. Um, so we will not have service this coming Wednesday night. That's, that's uh, New Year's Eve. And uh, I know y'all like to go stay up late and pop firecrackers and, uh, while I'm trying to sleep. Right here in my neighborhood, they, just, you know, they go crazy around here all night long. And uh, they were popping them last night. And uh, they just get excited about all the fireworks. So, uh, you know what? Spend time with your family. Enjoy New Year's Eve. Eat all the leftover Christmas stuff. Eat all the cakes and the pies. Get that all out of the house. And January the 3rd, uh, let's begin our week of prayer and fasting. And uh, let's search our heart. Let's have a good time. Let's, let's come and join Saturday night for a good time of prayer. And we'll, we'll have prayer meetings 6 to 7. Or 6 until we're done praying. Sometimes it goes longer. Sometimes 30 minutes, we're done. Everybody's through praying. We have, so we start at 6, and we try to go 6 to 7, but usually no longer. Um, and uh, I encourage you. How many is going to be praying for me Tuesday?